There was once a man who built a brand new house. And even before he moved in, he decided that he was too busy. He just didn't have time to landscape the yard himself because he had a very demanding job and he traveled all the time. So he got a friend of his to do it for him, a friend who was a landscape architect. And when the two of them sat down together to plan the project, the man was very clear with his friend. I'm busy. I'm really, really busy, crazy busy all the time. I'm always tired. I've got to have this be the most low-maintenance yard of all time. It really cannot require anything from me. Now, he also told his friend that he wanted the yard to be beautiful. He wanted it to have trees and flowers and grass and shrubs. He just didn't really want to spend much time maintaining it in any way. I'm so busy, he kept saying. I'm just so busy. Well, his friend, the landscape architect, heard him out very patiently. And then he said, I understand what you're saying, but I need you to understand something before we go any further. Friend, if there's no gardener, there's no garden. Church, you may have heard the old saying, beware the barrenness of a busy life. I'm afraid that there are a lot of folks in our culture who look out at the barren landscape of their life and wonder where the garden is. And at the same time, they feel they are so busy and they're so tired that they don't have the time to plant a single seed or tend to a single flower or water so much as a blade of grass. They wonder where the garden is, but church, there's no gardener, you see. We are a busy people, are we not? We are a busy people, and when I say that, what I mean is that we seem to feel compelled all the time to move, to work, to talk, to text, to Zoom, to entertain ourselves, even in the midst of a pandemic. And who can blame us? We live in a society that idolizes busyness. Who's the best parent? The one who keeps their kids busy. The one who signs them up for the most activities. Who's the best employee? The one who's busy all the time. The one who works overtime. Entire businesses are set up around the premise that we've got to stay busy. We have to keep moving and going constantly. Amazon two-hour delivery. Friends, you know they're going to start using drones at any time. Signs everywhere that say, one-hour service, no waiting, fast food. You know in Las Vegas they actually have a drive-up wedding chapel. I promise you this is true. You may have seen it. It's sort of like McDonald's for weddings. You drive up in your car, they open a window, you roll down yours, they marry you. You don't even get out of the car. They promise you they can marry you in less than 10 minutes. A lifelong commitment, less than 10 minutes. No wonder it seems that the default answer these days when you ask somebody how they're doing is what? I'm so busy, I'm exhausted, but I'm so busy, I'm weirdly busy, even though I'm in the midst of a pandemic. 
I'm just busy, busy, busy all the time. You see, we've been taught from an early age that if we're not busy, that something's wrong. If we're not busy, we're not doing what we're supposed to be doing. If our calendar has an empty spot, then something is amiss. Oh, I'm so busy, we say. Even if what we really mean by busy is busy binge-watching a lot of Netflix shows. It's better than letting the dust settle, right? So this begs the question, is this cult of busyness working for us? Is that empty spot filled up by busyness? You know, it is possible for us to to do all these things, to shop and work and entertain ourselves constantly, and our homes are full, our calendars are full, our closets are full, and yet our hearts can still be empty. We can still feel unsatisfied. It's like we run and we run and we run, but we're running on empty. As the prophet Isaiah says, we're awfully good at spending our money for that which is not food and laboring for that which does not satisfy. But thanks be to God. Isaiah also tells us that God's ways are not our ways and God's thoughts are not our thoughts. How true is that? God's ways are not our ways. God's thoughts are not our thoughts. You see, friends, I'm going to just go out on a limb and say that God's just really not into busyness. In fact, I go so far as to say God doesn't care about our busyness at all. We don't earn any extra points with God for staying busy all the time. No, what God cares about is us. God cares about relationships. God cares about our wholeness. God cares about the state of our soul. And so our God who loves us so much invites us to stop, to stop, to get off this hamster wheel of life and stop trying to fill up on all the busyness. Instead, to come to his table, to linger there, and to fill up on what does truly satisfy the riches of God's holy presence. You know, one of my very favorite stories in the Bible comes from the Gospel of Luke. I bet it's one you know. It's the story of Mary and Martha. Y'all know that one, right? You spend any time in the church, you learn it in Sunday school when you're a little kid. I think every single Bible study hits it at one time or another because it's one of those stories that gets us right where we live. It's a simple story. Jesus and his disciples come to Martha's home for a visit. And when they arrive, Luke tells us that Martha starts running all over the place preparing things. Now, Luke doesn't tell us what that means. He doesn't say what preparing things means. But tradition has filled it in. We have a tendency to do that. Tradition has filled in that, well, Martha's decided she's the first century Martha Stewart. And she's running around rolling out the red carpet for her guests. She's in the kitchen making food. She's running around picking up her house. She's getting some cold drinks ready, you know. She's busy. But what is her sister Mary doing? 
Well, she's not busy at all and doesn't seem to feel guilty about it a whit. Oh, Mary is sitting at Jesus' feet, listening to his teaching. Remember, friends, that in the Gospels, if a person is sitting at Jesus' feet, that is a sign that they are a disciple of the rabbi. She's listening to him, taking time with him. Well, of course, this makes Martha crazy. She wants her sister to come over and join her in the busyness. So she comes to Jesus and says, Lord, good grief, make my sister Mary get up and help me join in the busyness. And what does Jesus say? Martha, Martha. You're busy with many things, but your sister's focused on the most important thing. In other words, slow down. Let go of the busyness. Take a moment and just sit with me. Friends, when was the last time you got up and you got a hot cup of coffee and you walked outside? and you listen to the sounds of the world waking up? When was the last time you took off your shoes and you walked around in the grass in your bare feet and felt the earth? When was the last time you dared to sit in your home in silence? I mean real silence. Turned off the television. Turned off the phone. Close the laptop and listen for the still, small voice of God. When is the last time you opened your Bible in silence to read and listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit speak through that sacred book? When is the last time you sat down at a meal and you took a moment? And when I sit down, I mean sit down, not eat at the kitchen counter, not eat in your car, Sit down in quiet, and you, you took a look at your plate, and you thought about where that food came from, all the hands that touched it farmed a table to get it to you, and then bowed your head and gave thanks to God for the gift of all that. Church, beware the barrenness of a busy life. If you are running and running and running on empty, that busyness is not going to fill you up. It's not going to satisfy. Take time. Slow down. Pray. Listen. Appreciate and fill up on the holiness of God's presence. You can start today, you know. You can start right here as we share a holy meal together. The invitation will be made. And there's a place at this table reserved just for you in the bread and the wine of grace are offered freely 
and there is plenty. Take and eat. Drink and appreciate. Linger a while, will you? Sit in the presence of the Lord. Fill up on his riches. Listen to him, as Isaiah says. Listen, and you will live. Will you pray with me? Most loving God, we give you thanks for the lives that you offer us. We confess that we are apt to spend them running from one thing to another, trying so hard to fill every minute of every day. Lord, slow us down. Help us to remember to take time to fill up on your holy presence, for it is only you that will fill the empty space in our hearts. It's in Christ's name that we pray. Amen. Now, friends, I invite you into a time in which we will receive Holy Communion together.